in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey, folks, uh, this is Archie Mason, your host of That Farm Life Podcast, and thank you for joining us again for this week. This podcast is a resource of the Agri-Health Network, and we're always about trying to help the folks out there in the rural farming community, wherever you may live, whatever state you're involved in, the U.S. or a country that you may be listening from. We just want to help you navigate the stresses and strains of the farm life. We have a saying here, I say it every episode, it's okay not to be okay. We just want to help you kind of not stay that way. So, Some of the ways we do that is our podcast guests will come on each week and they provide some very practical information uh, that kind of helps you deal with the stress and strains. And today we have a special guest. His name is Kelly Smith. He's the account manager for Hubbard Feed. You can go on your website, use whatever browser you have, iPad or phone, even now where you're listening, just type in hubbardfeeds.com. It is a humongous company. They have a lot of products. Uh, they deal with a lot of different types of animals. Today, specifically with Mr. Kelly, I believe we're going to talk about beef. What I told him, uh, I'm somewhat ignorant in times. And so whatever I don't ask that we need to know, I've asked him just to tell us what we need to know. Kelly, great to have you with us today. Thanks, Archie. Great to be here. I tell you, you and I have only known each other, what, three days, four days? Yeah, I think we hit it off. Uh, Kelly was doing a presentation at the Arkansas Cattlemen's Association. He was talking about Blueprint uh, Mineral and their products and their company. And so I just learned a lot. I thought, man, this would be great uh, for some of our listeners to uh, to hear today. So I know for all my row crop buddies out there, if you don't have cattle or uh, swine or something like that, uh, you just hang on and stay with us. You'll learn something today, too. But for all the cattle folks out there, it's going to be a very interesting subject. Hey, Kelly, we always kind of start off our our podcast with our, our guests and tell us kind of where you grew up, uh, kind of how you got to this place at Hubbard Feeds where you are today. Well, interestingly enough, I reside in Missouri. Now I live in West Plains, Missouri, lived there, uh, oh, 22 years, something like that. Been in this, been in this feed business about 35 years. So, uh, with uh, two or three different companies, quite honestly, been with Hubbard for the last 11 and, um, I actually grew up in Northeast Arkansas. And so I felt pretty at home being at the Arkansas Cattlemen's Convention. And I tell people all the time, I, I live in Missouri. And so people think I'm a Missourian, you know, and I'm really, I'm not, I'm, I'm really from Arkansas. So, but I do live in Missouri and so, and I like it there just as long as they don't, uh, you know, try to run Missouri down my throat, you know, still, I'm, I'm a hog through and through. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, I grew up in Paragould, Arkansas, or outside of Paragould, Arkansas, on a diversified uh, row crop cow-calf operation there, always in the seed stock industry. And my, my father actually uh, will be 92 on 9-11. He still lives in Paragould. And uh, so, I mean, we're, we still have a lot of roots there. And so we, uh, we're, we're Arkansas folks, actually, originally. So, but... Uh, well, good deal. Maybe that's why you and I hit it off so well. We're both out uh, of Probably so. Probably so. <laughs> hey, okay. So... Uh, 
let's talk about uh, let's talk about Hubbard kind of in general. Uh, you know, if anyone's scrolling through the website, which I, I've kind of been doing that, you know, a little bit, but uh, in which you have a lot of different products, uh, but you really seem to have. Uh, you talk about how uh, the, the, it kind of scrolls across the screen in the very beginning. Talks about how you know, kind of what your the mission is at Hubbard and and how they're always uh, interested in you know your passion, your way of life uh, for the best care and nutrition. Now, sometimes you know, a company can just put a bunch of words up here, but I you know, <laughs> honestly, I believe y'all actually mean that. So, kind of share some of that with us. Well. Yeah, I think the company definitely means that. A little bit of a history on the company, I guess. Uh, we're an old, old company. We're the fourth or fifth largest feed or nutrition company in the in the U.S., probably third largest in North America. But most of our operations or most of our production is actually in the northern part of the U.S. So uh, in many places like Arkansas or southern Missouri, and, uh, we have specialty products and items and things that we sell, and, and we bring those there. But probably more well-known in the in the northern part of the U.S., particularly uh, Iowa and Dakotas and Minnesota and those type of places. And uh, just because that's where kind of where we started, we have more production plants there and that type of thing. But um, as far as the company goes, a little background, we were actually purchased about five years ago by a company called Alltech. Alltech's a very, very unique company based out of Kentucky. Um kind of an all-natural type of company in their thinking, I guess I would say. They're the largest uh, largest yeast company in the world and uh, also the largest chelated mineral company in the world. So um, interesting story there with that company. Gentleman by the name of Dr. Pierce Lyons started that company in 1980 with, uh, as the story goes, with $10,000 that he <laughs> Uh, as the as as the rumor is that he maybe borrowed from his relatives or his brother or someone like that, but he was he was an Irishman, came from Ireland, came to the U.S., went to Kentucky. I don't know why he went to Kentucky, other than there were probably other Irish Irishmen there, uh, a lot of racehorses and that type of thing, and, and maybe a little bourbon, you know. So uh, yeah. I'd say that probably came straight out of Ireland, you know. So, but uh, it's probably where he stopped, but. Anyway, he started the company in 1980, like I said, with about $10,000 and um, still a privately held company today. Um, and that company today, arguably, it's a privately held company, so you don't know for sure, but arguably in that four to $5 billion valuation. Oh, wow. so, uh, and, and as I tell people, if you're really young, you think 1980 is a long time ago. Um, I graduated high school in 1980, so um, it hasn't been very long. Okay. <laughs> So <laughs> just just to give you an idea, but that company has grown so much and developed into a lot of different things. And it's interesting that you say about your row crop friends and your row crop listeners, um, Alltech actually has a an agronomy side to them as well now. And most of that is based around all natural things and a lot of biologicals and those type of things. So I have nothing to do with that part of it other than what I hear in meetings and and uh, and it's a bit intriguing to me, although it's a little bit out of my uh, out of my world there, if you will, at least for these years. But uh, but anyway, that's kind of the history on the company and, and kind of what it amounts to. And yes, it is a it, it is a big, big company. And uh, we do we do feed lots of animals that in turn feed a lot of people, you know, so. You know, so Hubbard feeds in it. How does it probably rank among the other 
large feed companies? I mean, how how big would it be compared to those? In the U.S., we're, like I said, arguably the fourth or fifth largest feed company probably in the U.S., probably third largest in North America. But there are certain things that we do in a big, big way. And, oh, you know, we feed, we still feed a lot of um, commercial type animals. We feed a lot of dairy cows. We feed a lot of um, a lot of pigs. We feed lots of, now I think I'd mentioned to you earlier, you know, if you sit down at the breakfast table and eat eggs, uh, you know, we feed, uh, you know, one out of every five layers in this country, um, uh, Hubbard or, a, or part of our company would be feeding those animals. So, uh, that's a, that's a lot of responsibility, you know, so there's no question. So hey, try and keep you, it safe and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So when you talk about you're located or, um, uh, for a lot of folks that maybe listen from Arkansas, folks in the north probably very much aware of Hubbard and Alltech. Yes. So when if you if you're dealing with uh, feedlots or that, I mean, you, how do you when you you say you're feeding them? Do y'all? I mean, is it in the bulk you mix, or you got a mineral, or you work with them on the rations, or their feed, you know, rations and all that stuff? Uh, how well, do you y'all do some of that? Oh yes. Um, actually, even even myself, what we've developed into or evolved into, I guess. In, uh, in in my part of the country that I service, which would be Missouri and Arkansas, and a little bit in the surrounding states, get into Mississippi quite a bit. But we sell uh, we sell lots and lots of minerals. So we talked about the blueprint mineral. We'll talk yeah. some more about that. But that's uh, that would be more on the free choice mineral side, mostly cow calf operations and that kind of stuff. But um, we do a lot and lots of ration work for. Oh, stocker operators, feedlot operators, and and you know the feedlot thing isn't that big in our country, but um, with some news coming down the pike, which I'll talk about in just a minute, there's going to be more people feeding fat cattle because we're getting some we're getting some slaughter plants being built and that type of thing. But oh, okay, yes, okay. we do all those all, lots and lots of ration work for. There's a lot of stocker calf guys now. And ladies, there's a few of them that are ladies. They're yeah. probably the really good ones because yeah. they're a little softer, <laughs> probably a little so. gentler, yeah. you know. But um, they, uh, the stalker calf business has exploded in our part of the world. And the reason is, in my mind, is because one is um, the cow-calf thing's been rather tough. Most of the time, you know, you make really, really good money in the cow-calf deal, but it's only about every, you know, five or six years you make really good money. So rest of the time you kind of try to hold it together and maybe make a little and keep things going until, you know, until that ship comes back around again. And then you try to unload as much as you can, you know, during that time. So, but the stalker calf thing is a margin business. Okay. It, um, you, most of those people are buying those calves at a lighter weight, feeding and growing those calves until they get to be bigger and then, uh, and then selling those. So it's a matter of where you get in, where you get out, you know, kind of what your cost of gains are in between. So, uh, we're working with those guys. Most of them mix their own product on the farm. Uh, most of them have commodity sheds on the farm. They buy their own ingredients. We balance those ingredients for them, or we take maybe samples or at least see what they're feeding. And then we balance those. And, and uh, our part of it typically is the mineral side of it. And we try and get, get the ration right for them, for them, get the most amount of growth and performance for the money. Okay. And when I say that, we have some people, some in Arkansas, that uh, they feed a little bit of some unconventional type things. And uh, we're not saying that's bad as long as you balance the ration, you know. And, and one, one particular gentleman, I would tell you, in, in Mississippi that feeds a lot of cattle. And uh, he feeds 
some really odd stuff, but he feeds it all the time. So therefore, that allows us to actually balance that ration and keep him on a consistent, uh, consistent ration. The cattle do not gain the most that they can gain, but his inputs are so low that he can live with a lower gain. And, and we all, we talk about that a lot, how much more he could get and all that. He knows that, but it's a matter of what your inputs are and what, what you know, and what you're creating there, quite honestly. So. Hey, you know, I, I know the folks can't see me, but I'm kind of smiling and laughing to myself because I had a friend who told me one time, he said, hey, he said, I picked up a whole trailer load of crushed lollipops. And uh, the, he you was speeding. So when you mentioned that, I thought, yeah, that's kind of unconventional somewhat, you know, so I can say a, a balanced ration. Hey, okay. Now I want to, I want to kind of come back to that. But real quick, if someone's out there listening, they say, hey, man, I'm interested in that. I've heard of Hubbard, but how would they get a hold of you? Or, I mean, how do they, what's your contact information? Easiest place to get a hold of me. Uh, certainly, I, I can give you a phone number. You can text me, uh, you know, personal message me, call me, or my email address. My email address would be Kelly, K E L L Y, dot Smith at Hubbard Feeds. That's F E E D S dot com. Hey, we'll and, just leave uh, it. Hey, we will just leave it at the email address. Somebody may be okay, calling you sure. in the middle of the night wanting something, you know, oh, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> and we'll come back. I'll let you do that again at the end uh, when okay. we get through, too. Okay. Now, before we jump kind of back into the feed stuff, I want your opinion uh, in the markets out there. Everybody, we've all, any cow guy's got an opinion or whatever, but what, what do, you, do you think, you know, about the future? And I, I'm assuming the feedlots are full right now with what's been dropped or dumped, uh, a lot of cows going to slaughter. Uh, what would you, what are suggestions that you have or thoughts? And these are just merely thoughts. Okay. Uh, you know, sure. you don't have a crystal sure. ball. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. This, this, this isn't market advice is what you're saying. Right? <laughs> there we go. Well, no, I'm saying that, no, I'm saying don't anybody go out there and say, Hey, they told us on that podcast to go do this. No, that's not what we're saying. Yeah. We're just having a conversation. Like every conversation goes on at the coffee shop. So right. go ahead. Well, my opinion, and 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 I've, I guess that opinion has been impressed upon me in the last uh, a couple of months here, going to meetings and listening to experts, if you will, and that type of thing, and uh, and being in the country, seeing what we see. Um, if you own cattle today and you have a way to feed those cattle uh, without breaking the bank, in other words, if you have grass or you have a grass replacement, I know we've been in a drought in some areas, but if you do. Uh, do yourself a favor and hang on to those cattle a little longer, okay? Because unless you have a payment that has to be paid or you have a uh, something that you can't get out of or you're going to have to be buying a whole lot of expensive um, hay or roughage and, and you just can't do it, then, you know, understand that. There's a lot of cattle been going to market. That's just proliferating the issue here, quite honestly. Um, the future in this cattle deal is extremely bright, Okay. My opinion, and I reiterate that, my opinion is, okay, is that uh, based on the inventories and based on everything that I see and hear out there, if you think 2014 was high, hang on, okay? Because the way all the inventories are, the way the drought was in the West, the way the drought is in Texas, um, and the inventories that we have out there, they're going to go through the roof. There's no question about that. Now then, can you hang on, keep those cattle in good health? Uh, make some sense of that. Can you even buy hay? Because there are people that, you know, are in areas where you can't even, you, you can't even buy hay at any price. Okay. And so therefore that obviously presents a problem. Uh, I haven't heard in the last probably 10 days, but I know probably 10 days ago, they called the state of Texas 
somewhere around 83 to 85% uh, this extreme drought or worse. And, uh, and the state of Texas is a big state geographically. So therefore, I would say that it's, it's, it's really, really tough there. On the flip side of that is, is when they, uh, when they get rid of all those cattle and they liquidate all those cows and heifer calves that would be cows, then uh, when it does rain, then what do you do in Texas when it rains? You run cows, okay? So there's going to be a demand for them, just like there's a demand for them in the Upper Plains now, where they had a drought the last two, three years, and it was so bad in, uh, in parts of Nebraska and some other, some other dry places right now, even in our part of the country. You know, we've seen a lot more cattle being sold. Now, we've had some rain in the last few days. Um, I can't really tell it by looking at the green outside yet, but, uh, you know, that rain came over the weekend. It seems to be more pleasant and that type of thing. But the reality of it is that doesn't mean you have grass immediately. So, uh, But as far as the future of the market goes, it looks to be much higher going forward. Again, if you can hang on, you know, do yourself a favor and hang on. So, Okay. Well, I, I would agree. That's what I've heard and uh, in, in anyone that I've talked to and, and some of the people I've heard in different con- conferences and so forth have said, if you can't hang on. And it's one of my friends who's a, uh, our AI specialist and breeds a lot of cattle. He said, the question is, if it rains, maybe you can hang out. If it don't rain, he said, we're not going to hang on. You know, right. it was right. just one of those things. So so <laughs> let's talk about that then. Okay. So if you're out there and you're a cow-calf operator or stocker, feed, whatever you're doing, you say, man, I, I need to have good quality nutrition and I want to be effective in my usage of mineral and stuff. Uh, let's specifically talk about blueprint. Okay. So now I know this doesn't apply to everywhere. I mean, up north different from where we are in the south, but I know for a lot of producers around here, you know, uh, it would be uh, just like you talked about in your presentation the other day, the, the use of blueprint. So let's just kind of go through that. Why is that such a good product? And why should a, why should a cow-calf producer, whoever, cow-guy, cow-girl, why should they consider using that product? You bet. Well, that's, uh, that's kind of because become a signature product for us quite honestly but uh, the technology that's there um, Archie I'll just I'll just give you an idea it kind of stands on its own at this point um, it, it's a very unique deal in the fact that in the mineral side of things mineral supplementation for cows or stockers or whatever it may be you know we've kind of got the I guess the major minerals are the calcium and phosphorus basically figured out everyone pretty much has that figured out as far as an industry goes the problem comes along when you get into the trace minerals, okay? Everyone knows those buzzwords about, you know, selenium and copper and zinc and those kind of things. All those things are considered trace minerals, and, and they're exactly what they say. You don't need a whole lot of them. You just need a trace in there, but they can change your world totally as far as production on those cattle, and particularly health and uh, and performance and, and breed back and all those things that, you know, there's two things that every ag economist that, that studies cattle will tell you is that if you want to really, as I say, turn the clock on the on the uh, on the economic side on the cow calf deal is is the first thing is you have to increase your conception rate, and the other and then after that is you need to increase your weaning weights. Okay, and we're talking about a commercial cow calf operation that probably sells those cattle at the sale barn. Uh, which is mostly what we have in this part of the world. I mean, we have some purebred people and we have some, uh, you know, some people that hold on to them and grow them as stocker calves and that. But for the most part, we're in cow-calf country, okay? So 
Uh, with that said, now, you know, what is the difference? Or, or, you know, there's people that don't feed any minerals to their cattle. But for the most part, people that are in the business feed some sort of mineral or they think they're feeding some sort of mineral. Okay. First thing I would tell you is the salt, I guess, could be considered a mineral, but that's that it's not something they do need salt. But uh, salt by itself is not a high performance deal. You're not going to get a lot of performance out of salt. Um, it's just something that they need. I'm not telling you it hurts them. They they do need some. We put salt in the blueprint, you know. So, but um, as far as increasing your performance, increasing your weaning weights, those type of things, we've done lots and lots of research on this. I can share numbers with you until you fall asleep. But uh, uh, basically, in a nutshell, we have proven on large ranch performance trials all over the country. I mean, we've done them in, you know, everywhere from Florida to Missouri to, you know, the West Coast to the Upper Plains to Arizona and places like that. And we basically replicated those. But uh, all the numbers put together has basically put us in a situation where uh, we can increase your your conception rates in that three to four to five percent range. Um, or at least that's what the, that's what the data tells us. Um, all the way up to increasing your weaning weights in that 21 to 27 pounds, basically. Um, different trials, different places, and different situations. I mean, obviously, merit a little bit different different result, but those are averages amongst all those. We've had some that really increased it a lot more than that, had some that was a little bit less, but we've seen a response in all those trials, so uh, a, a very positive response in all those trials. Now, what makes Blueprint Blueprint? Okay, that's a great name someone came up with. Um, it's kind of the building blocks, I guess, if you will. If you're going to build a building or a house or a structure or whatever, you kind of need, you usually start with a blueprint, you know. So that's kind of what uh, probably where the name came from. And um, what really sets this product apart or makes a difference in this is the trace minerals. Once again, copper, zinc, selenium, those kind of things. Those are the ones that people recognize. Um, those are all chelated. Okay. Well, what in the world is chelated? Okay. That's uh, that's a big word that, you know, you can throw on the podcast, and make people think, you know what you're doing, but, uh, the reality of it is, is chelated. Basically we, uh, chemically bond those minerals to another molecule that protects it. Okay. So that it doesn't break down in that, in the, uh, in the gut of the cow and get bound up with something else. So it makes it more absorbable to the cow. It makes it more available to the cow or the pig or the fish, or we're using this in all species. So, um, but talking about cows today, uh, what's the difference between the blueprint and the old style, what we would call inorganic trace minerals, which is what we've all been accustomed to for years and years. The big difference there is, is that chelated will be about three times as available to the cow. Okay. So, you know, it's about 75 to 80% available to the cow. Uh, the old type of mineral that we've all fed, we still make a lot of it just because there's a, you know, still a demand for that. Everyone hasn't changed yet. Uh, those trace minerals are about 25% available to the animals. So, which brings me to, if you're talking about the environment and everything else, uh, one of the things that Alltech or Hubbard stands for a lot is, is we're all about clean energy and clean, you know, trying to do things to where we don't contaminate the soil and, and that type of thing. One of the things when you use an, an old inorganic type free choice mineral on your cows or or uh, something like that, they're utilizing about 25% of that. 
So what happens to the other 75%? It goes out the back end of the cow onto the ground. And that's one of the things that we're trying to avoid is, uh, you know, selenium is one of those things that the government mandates how much selenium you can put in those diets. It doesn't tell you that you can put in a, a form that's three times as available. That's okay with them, um, which also means that if we use more of it, like I said, we spit out less of it on the ground, you know, behind the cow. Mm, yeah. Uh, so we're not contaminating the soil with with a bunch of minerals that uh, someone thinks might be a, a problem, you know. So uh, that's kind of how all that works. It's the availability of the product. Um, you know, it's, it's just much more usable. And uh, and then, you know, once you figure the price on that, it's a it's really a no brainer. You know, we're not the cheapest product out there. But when you figure the availability of the products, we're a real bargain, to say the least. So, hey, you know, yeah. Kelly, so someone out there, they've been feeding, you know, uh, and for some of the folks listening, I mean, some of our row crop buddies maybe don't have cattle. Uh, what what we see around here is that, hey, if you don't put that mineral out there, they're going to be digging in the dirt. You're going to find a hole somewhere out there in a the pasture right. and everything else where they're, you know, trying to find salt or whatever. Uh, but also, too, you know, I always say that, uh Man, it's uh, for conception rates and stuff. You got to be, you know, doing it. So someone's out there and they say, hey, Kelly, I've been using a mineral. My daddy used it. My grandpa used it, whatever. Why should I, why should I try Blueprint or should I just go whole hog or, or should I just test it against other stuff? How would you reply to that one? I would say, I would say a bit of all of the above, quite honestly, depending on where you are with your program and that type of thing. Um, I, I would tell you this, you, you, you reference your row crop guys. And, and I'll reference your row, row crop yeah. guys, too. Um, I grew up in an area with some row crops. So I do have some understanding still of yeah. that. But uh, I'll give you an idea. Um, for instance, uh, the comment that you made about my dad and my granddad uh, always fed this, men, uh, you know, certain kind of mineral and all that. And they got along just fine. You know, I've, I've heard that before. Let me ask you today, if you're a row crop farmer or you, if you are a cattleman and you're an observer of row crop farming, which we all are because, you know, corn drives everything. So uh, let me ask you today, are you using the same seed that you used 30 years ago? Are you using the same seed corn? Are you using the same fertilization program? Are you, are you using the same chemical program? Those type of things. I dare say not even close. Okay. So I equate this blueprint product and the technology that's involved there very, very closely with that thought process. As a matter of fact, I use that a lot of times in my presentations, you know, uh, in the days, back in the days when we used to moldboard plow the ground to the, you know, down somewhere around China and uh, try to get it as deep as we could and burn as much diesel as we could, um, you know, that type of thing. My dad used to think if you weren't bur burning that black smoke, then you weren't getting anything done, you know, so um, <laughs> We thought we had to make a place for the roots and all that kind of stuff. Guess what? Today we make a couple little passes across that field, kind of scratch the top of it up a little bit and save all the erosion and save all that. And we've developed the seed to the point that, it, you know, we're producing yields that we didn't think 20 years ago we could even ever do. Okay. So this is the very same thing with this mineral in this program, I would tell you. So. Yeah. So it's just a product that due to technology and, and expertise. I mean, it's just, uh, and we need that. We need to be more efficient. We need oh, to grow sure. better cattle. We need to have higher conception rates. We need to have higher weaning weights. Uh, I mean, if anyone's in a cow-calf operation, your whole deal is you want as many pregnant uh, as you can get pregnant and then move on the rest of them that don't get pregnant. And I mean, it's just right. the name of the game. Uh, you're not in it. You're in it to make a profit. 
uh, you know, if you're not, you won't stay in it very long, it seems like. So anyway, and it's like I said, you got to enjoy it, you know, and I know most cattle uh, folks out there, they do uh, enjoy it. Okay, Kelly, I'm going to give you one last uh, go at it here. Anything that you think our listeners need to know that you haven't shared with them about Hubbard Feeds? Oh, just a good, solid company. I think that uh, lots and lots of, um, like I said, we're not, we're not, the, I, I tell people all the time, we make the best products on the market. We're the worst marketers of our products, but we make the best products on the market. So, and I tell the company that all the time as well, you know, so um, since I've worked for them the last uh, 11 years, of course, I have a, I have a cattle operation of my own and we, you know, I use the products that we sell. So uh, matter of fact, most of everything I sell, at least a lot of, I use also yeah. and have developed some of those feeds along with our, our, our additives in those feeds and what have you that uh, I know how they work. So when someone calls or says, you think I should do this, or, you know, I get a lot of people call me because one of the other things we sell a lot of is Crystal X tubs. Yeah. And uh, those would be the, the flick tubs. And, and that was a, a product that actually, uh, Hubbard or the, the the Ridley company, which used to be the owners of us, um, we actually developed that technology of those hard cooked tubs and uh, patented that for a number of years, and certainly still sell lots and lots of those tubs. And uh, so, you know, that's one way to get you through. I'm not telling you it's it's for everyone, but um, that's one of the things that can certainly help you in these drought times and that kind of stuff. Along with uh, uh, along with those minerals. Those seem to be two of the basic things. And particularly if, if I go on a farm and someone says, you know, I'll let you change one thing to try and help me out here. What will it be? If your mineral program isn't up to snuff, that's going to be the very first thing I change uh, because it has an impact on everything else. So that's kind of our um, kind of what we do, I guess. And uh, yeah, we're in the business of selling product, but really we're in the business of solving some problems and trying to get your production up on your farm. Well, good job, man. So tell us one more time your email address. If somebody wants to reach out to you, uh, what's that address? My email address, and I would certainly welcome anyone to do that, regardless of where you're from. Um, uh, My email address would be Kelly, which is K-E-L-L-Y dot Smith, S-M-I-T-H, at Hubbard, H-U-B-B-A-R-D, feeds. That would be F-E-E-D-S dot com. You hey, can well, tell Kelly. I've checked into a lot of hotels. I have to explain <laughs> that email address. <laughs> hey, Kelly, thanks for being with us today. You bet. Thank you for having me, Archie. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, everybody be safe out there. That's uh, that's something that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a mean old world, and certainly we're in a high-risk industry. So we uh, we think about you guys every day, and uh, and certainly are trying to, trying to help uh, on the safety side as well. So yes, sir. thank you. Well, again, Kelly, thank you for uh, thank you for being on here and just uh, sharing with us about the products of Hubbard Feeds. Again, you can go to their website at hubbardfeeds.com and see all the things that they have uh, to offer. Kelly being with us today, he is a practitioner, and as he stated, he has a cattle operation, so he is using all the products that he is uh, talking about today. It's always good to have uh, folks on here, uh, especially whether we're talking about row crops or cattle production that are those actual practitioners serving in all areas of the ag industry. Hey, as Kelly stated, it is a mean old world out there and there's a lot of things going on. And I mean, there's a lot of decisions where regardless of where you are uh, in the ag industry, there is this stuff that is happening uh, left and right. And so you may need to visit with someone, talk with someone. Hey, you can always reach out to me here. Uh, my email address is archie at 
agrihealth.net. You can reach me at any time. And uh, if I don't have an answer to your question, I will forward it on uh, to maybe someone who knows. Hey, too, check out that website. There are some resources available there. Uh, we do have some folks in some different states who team up with us uh, to help answer any questions and maybe help you walk through a difficult time in life. So feel free to uh, reach out to them. Hey, until next week, uh, I'll be back then with another episode. Keep farming and keep the faith. We'll see you later. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri-Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith. 